Hi, this is Tina Black, and this is the B-Series Podcast. Today, we'll be exploring untold stories of transformation and leadership. We hope you'll subscribe and check out the B-Books and send us your stories of transformation after listening. Today is a really, really special day. I get to interview one of my good friends with the John Maxwell team, and her name is Kate Anokamaya. And first of all, thank you so much, Kate, for doing this. It's something I've wanted to do with you for the longest time. The first time I met you, that big, beautiful smile just drew me into you, and I knew for sure that we would be forever friends. So thank you so much for being on today. Thank you, Tina. It's an honor to be with you today. Yeah. You hear Kate's beautiful accent. She's uh, calling in all the way from Nigeria, where she's from. And I'm going to just read her bio here, and then we'll get started. So Kate Anokamaya is an executive director and president's advisory council member with the John Maxwell team. She's the founder and lead coach at Exponential Growth Academy, LTD, a coaching leadership development and training organization in Nigeria. She is a certified strength coach, coach and people acuity guide, a certified disc personality consultant, and a Goldman Sachs 10,000 women fellow, a member of the Learning and Development Network International, LDNI, and Blueprint for Success facilitator. Wow, I can't wait to unpack all of those things, Kate. Uh, she's passionate about helping individuals and organizations achieve clarity, increased awareness of who they are, and how they can make a difference in the world and unlock their potential to become the best version of themselves and thrive. She works with individuals and organizations who are focused on building their people, improve engagement at all levels, and achieve greater results. Her area of expertise includes leadership and management training, coaching, DISC, D-I-S-C, human behavior consulting, and people acuity for optimizing personal and professional engagement through interdependence, improving team and individual communication, presentation skills, and leadership assessments. She has shared the stage with John Maxwell, where she was privileged to introduce him to an audience of over 3,000 coaches, speakers, and trainers and has served on transformational leadership missions uh, to Paraguay and Costa Rica, where we got to spend a lot of time together in Costa Rica, alongside the John Maxwell Leadership Foundation. She's the co-host of Live to Lead and Port Harcourt, a one-day leadership simulcast conference with John Maxwell and other world-acclaimed leaders. She advocates intentional growth and development as the catalyst that makes the future better for people and organizations. Born and raised in Cameroon, she has worked as a financial and group management accountant in Standard Chartered Bank in Cameroon, and then as a personal financial consultant and customer service officer in Standard Chartered Bank, Nigeria. She coaches, speaks, and trains in English and French, and her favorite hobby is watching cartoon animations with her kids. <laughs> I love cartoons. Oh my gosh, I totally went and bought my grandson today, Woody, the doll Woody. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of it. Yes, Woody, and he got his Woody boots as well. That was my son's favorite show growing up, cartoon. And uh, and he's smiling and uh, kissing him in the store, so I had to buy it for him. (laughs) How old are your children, Kate? 
Yeah, my first is 12. I have two boys, 12 and 8. My, my son loved Woody. Uh, that was his favorite. And I kind of held up Buzz Lightyear and Woody to see if that was going to be my grandson's favorite. And Woody is his favorite as well. So he grabbed him from yeah. the doll <laughs> and, of course, started kissing him, like I said. So I had to get him for it. <laughs> it's great to be a grandma. Oh, my gosh, Kate. So we need to unpack everything that you do. I know we have so much to talk about today, and I cannot wait to unleash all of your knowledge on everybody. First and foremost, what brought you to become a John Maxwell coach? How did you get to that point? During the pregnancy, I was depressed. So after I had him, I felt like my life had come to a standstill that I didn't have so much uh, to live for anymore. And I thought to myself, no, this can't be me because uh, growing up, I'm, ver I'm a very focused person, independent, hardworking, and achiever. So I, when I looked at myself then, I had gained so, so much weight for how to improve myself, how to become a better person, and just fulfill, have more fulfillment in my life. That's what led me to personal growth and development. And I stumbled on uh, John C. Maxwell's Minute with Maxwell. I listened to it every day. And then one day I saw the invitation, you know, to a call with John. And during that call, John uh, introduced the John Maxwell team. And immediately I knew something spoke to my heart. So I said, this is where you belong. I knew that and then that I had to sign up. So I ditched uh, my MBA that I was going to start and joined the John Maxwell team instead. Yeah. So. Very smart. <laughs> Very smart. In fact, I have mentioned to people, yeah, it's great you want to get a BA or a master's degree, but more importantly, this is what I would do first because this is going to train yeah. you all the skills that you need no matter what you want to do. It's going to give you everything that you need and then some, right? And so now right. now you're a full-time coach. Is that correct? Tell, talk about your day-to-day -day life, Kate, what you're doing right now. Oh, yes. I'm a full-time coach, speaker, and trainer. So every day, that's what I do. I create content, I coach, I speak, I train. And every single day I, I, wake, I wake up, I'm very disciplined, even during this COVID-19. So I wake up, have a morning routine, dress up, walk to my office and start my day. So I work as a trainer, as a speaker and a coach. And it's amazing. I love it. Every single day I get... Uh, add value to people. I get to train people, coach, and that gives me so much fulfillment because I know that I am making a difference in the lives of others. Yeah. Wow. So did you know Mifan Ekpo uh, before you got on the John Maxwell team or did, did you meet her after? Oh, I met Mifan um, in, the John in the John Maxwell team. My very first certification in February 2013, when I got to Orlando, Fawn was uh, one of the first people I met. So it sounds like you're involved with her Blueprint for Success program. Let's talk about that first. What is that? Oh, um, the Blueprint for Success, pro it's a coaching program and it's a certification. 
and it's amazing. It's a pro it, it gives it's a coaching program that helps people with clarity. It helps you align with your purpose, your purpose, your vision, your your passion and your goals. So that alignment, when we get it, life becomes more purposeful because everything you do, all actions, your days become more purposeful. You know who you are, you affirm it, and you're able to articulate it first to yourself and then to the world. So it, a, a blueprint, it really, it's a life blueprint that you design by yourself. And once you've designed it by yourself, you know how it is in coaching. When you find your answer, it is your answer. No one can take it away from you. So that's what the blueprint for success does. It helps us to find our answers in ourselves and then run with it every single day of our lives. Yeah, living life with purpose, with passion, and your vision becomes clearer because you know where it's coming from. It's coming from right inside of you. Wow. Okay. I think I'm going to be, I'm going to call this be aligned because just your story of the mere fact after your uh, children that you got depressed. And I actually went through postpartum depression with my first, uh, with my daughter, my first child. And so I know very clearly what that feels like. How did you, first of all, come out of that depression uh, what did you have to do? Did, did you have a therapist? Did you have a counselor? Did you get on medication? What did you have to do to get out of that depression? No, I, I didn't have a counselor. You know, the thing, Tina, I, I didn't even know I was depressed. That's, that's one thing. I, I didn't know what I was feeling was depression at that time. Okay. I just knew I, I wasn't feeling me. I'm not myself, and I don't know why I'm not myself. I don't know why life has lost meaning. I don't know why I just want to, to just let myself go and not take care of myself, you know, postpartum. I just had my baby, so I can eat anything I like. I can just let myself be. I didn't know it was depression. Mm. But I got to a point, I didn't, so I did not take medications for that. I didn't see a therapist, no. All I did was I came to myself. One day I just told myself, it's enough. Kate, you have to stop it right here. You can't let life just come down like this. So I had this one-on-one um, -on -one conversation with me, with myself. I made up my mind that, look, it's, it's just, this is going to stop. This just has to stop. And I started eating right. I stopped the, the emotional eating. I know I went on a fruit diet for about two weeks. I was eating fruits and vegetables for about two weeks. And the weight went down faster than I thought. When I started losing weight, I felt better. And then I got into the John Maxwell thing, started the process, learning and growing. That space, that environment, the life course, the community gave me hope, gave me encouragement that, look, your life can be much, much better. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I'm calling this Be Aligned. And I put step one is you, first of all, have to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> before you start talking to somebody else. And I like to call that, yeah. so one of my values for my company, uh, Kate, is being yeah. self-aware. 
self-awareness. And so yeah. always yeah. looking at ourselves, you know, in order to grow, we have to be self-aware first. And I love the fact that you're a DISC personality consultant. I am too. And, and I mm -hmm. absolutely love it. And I love the fact that you are also a certified strength coach and a people acuity guide, which mm -hmm. I don't know what that is. Talk a little bit about yeah. those uh, <laughs> things that you're doing and what they're all about and why you're doing it and why it's so important. Right. Thank you so much, Tina. You know, be aligned is, is really something that I, I, I love clarity. Clarity has, it, it's a big, it, it's, it's like a big word for most people, but to me, it's something that must always be. When I don't have clarity about where I'm going, who I am, why I'm doing what I'm doing, life is not um, fulfilling. So it begins with clarity, with alignment, and seeing myself first, and then seeing others later. So for me, personal growth, it always starts with me. It has, and that's what it is. It was about me first. Get aligned. Know yourself better. Look at yourself and know that I know who I am. I'm vulnerable, but it's okay to be vulnerable. I am and interdependent also. Yes, I know who I am. I know who I am not. And that's okay. And I need others. So I need to be able to see myself first, see where my strengths are, see my weaknesses, and then see others, see their strengths, see their weaknesses, and align it, find alignment between the two. And when we find that alignment, we get to a point where we call it interdependence. If I know your strengths, Tina, and I have weaknesses in your areas of strength, I can lean towards you to help me see things better because I can't see very clearly where you are, where you are strong because I'm weak in that area. So people acuity helps, helps us to lean more on our strengths and on other strengths. Yeah, so that we can become better together. Yeah, wow. Okay, I want to dig into that here in a moment, but I love the fact we talked about step one is having that one-on-one -on -one conversation with yourself, which you did, mm -hmm. and just yeah. something something inside you woke you up and said something needs to change. And, and I feel like somebody right. listening right now saying something needs to change. So, you know, and so really digging deep within, what's that untold story for you, Kate, that, uh, that woke you up and said something needs to change? Because I, I know with me, it took me a long time because I had uh, gone, I, I had owned a salon, uh, which failed okay. miserably. Mm -hmm. I lost, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. It was, it was so awful. I'll never forget. But I lived in this, this reality that wasn't realistic of blaming the location that it was in, blaming the economy, blaming my people for years, for years, right? And it wasn't until I joined the John Maxwell team that I was like, oh my gosh, I have to fix and change myself. Like everything rises and falls on leadership. I, I didn't even know this. Like this was so new to me. And I thought, oh my gosh, this business failed because of me and nothing but me. And anytime there is a challenge in my company, which trust me, there's always challenges in my companies that it's, I, now I can finally look in the mirror and say, okay, Tina, 
what did you do wrong here? What do you need to do differently? What did you not see? Where was your blind spots, right? And so yeah. talk a little bit about that. What's that untold story for you that's going to help somebody right now to wake them up? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I worked, like you read in my bio, I worked in Standard Chartered Bank in Cameroon. So I have an accounting, accountancy background. So uh, I've done uh, management accounting, financial accounting, and it, it's, a, it's, a, it was, it's a multinational organization. So I was working across cultures, across countries. I, had, I worked with a group, group accounting then so I had all this interface with different countries, um, leading projects with different countries. So I had my first son. When I had my first son, it was so hard taking care of him then and working at the same time because my son was high energy. My first son, high energy kid. It was hard to find someone to keep him. So I was always worried, running from work, Every day, midday, I have to go and see what this, what this boy is doing, what he has done. So as a kid, he was high energy, difficult to handle. And that got me really worried. So I told my husband that, no, I, I can't continue like this. I feel like a bad mom because at that time, I'm not, I don't have enough time to be with my son. And the way the boy is, he's so energetic. I took him to the hospital. There was nothing wrong with him, no medical condition, but he was super energetic. And my husband said, what do you want to do? I said, um, I think I want to stop working so I can spend more time with him. He didn't agree at first, but the tears were getting so much for him to bear. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because I will cry every night, take him up from the daycare and, and I, I get, I take him up and I always take him late because then I used to work late. The, the job was so demanding. Sometimes I will get from 8 p.m. and sometimes 9 p.m. when you think of uh, leaving work, of the commute from work to, to his daycare. So it gets like 7 p.m., 8 p.m. I'll be getting calls along the way. Look, you need to come and pick up your son. He's over, he's past uh, due time. It's supposed to happen here. So one day my husband just wrote that resignation letter and told me to go and submit it, that it's enough. And I dropped that letter, started taking care of my boy. It was good, I was happy. But then I had to find something else to business. It was in a, in a business in an area where I wasn't even um, I don't think I was good at it. I just needed something to do at that time. <laughs> so I was selling um, um, messaging, uh, short messaging services, helping people to send messages to their clients using um, short messages and losing money along the way, you know, using family finances to keep the business running <laughs> because I had no business uh, background. I've not done business before, not in that in that way, you know, owning my own company and all that. So it was terrible. And when my second son came, at that time, that year, 2010, the network marketing I was I was working with, just when my business was about to really kick off, 
2011, I became an executive director with that company. Just when everything was really good, I started making money. The company decided to shut a Nigerian business and move to move back to the U.S. And that that's what got started. That's what really started it for me because I felt like a failure. You can't do anything right. Just when you're about to get it, <laughs> you don't get it. So, yeah, so that's the background. All this um, depression, not feeling in good enough, not really feeling like I'm doing, um, my life is going in a really want. That's where it all started. Coming from that space of, okay, I'm, I have a successful career, then um, trying my hand in business, it's not really working. And then when it just starts working, everything goes down. <laughs> Mm, wow. That's it. So I, that's what we really got it started. That's incredible story. I love this. So okay, so I put down, of course, um, having that one 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 to one conversation with yourself. Uh, number two, I put getting clarity. I, I love when you talked about clarity. It's interesting because Sean Chido, who's the executive director over all of my companies, and we're partners in Next Level Salon Business, a coaching business, right? And his word this year is clarity. And I thought that was so cool because you were talking about that. So talk to somebody right now that, because I do coach a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, Kate, uh, talk them through how to gain that clarity. Like what are some first steps that they can start with? The first step is to desire it. You have to, first of all, get to that point where you admit it to yourself first, that look, this is where I am. And then you seek help. You need to seek help. I need this where I am and I need help because I, um, I'm our mentor, President Simpson, he says to us that you cannot see the picture when you are in the frame. So you need someone to help you to see that picture, to get that clarity. First of all, bring out those pieces that are inside and make sense out of it because the pieces are important. There's those pieces. But what is really the purpose of the pieces and how can you put it together? that you come out with something really good and really when you put those pieces together you find yourself you find your true purpose you know who you are because you are those all those pieces are part of you they are a part of you so when we put those pieces together it's your purpose you have clarity and then you can start building from there i think that that's where it all begins those pieces must come together yeah. because, and they are important. They're not just, they're just fragments of you that right there. Yeah. yeah. It's so good, Kate. I, I love that you said you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. And that's why I love taking all those assessments. And that's why I love being a DISC personality trainer. And I love that you're a strength trainer, certified strength coach, too, because I love the book Strength Finder 2.0, because that's what we started with in the very beginning to find our strengths. And it actually made me realize because I must have taken that assessment at least four times, Kate. And it kept coming back oh. with. Uh, five different strengths, but two of them always remained the same, and they were activator and achiever. And I 
And because yeah. of those oh. two strengths, seeing those, I was like, I have clarity. I know I'm on the right track with what I'm doing. And it was almost like I had to borrow the belief of what was in that assessment, Kate, in order to say, yes, I'm yeah. on the right track. And, and so talk a little bit about being a strength coach, what that's about and why it's important to do assessments to find your strengths. Yeah, it's important. Assessments help you to, to find your strengths. Like the strengths, the Clifton Strength Assessment helps you to find your, your top five strengths. That assessment helped me a whole lot. And I didn't just take the assessment. I had to get some coaching and training on it so that I can understand myself really well. I can understand what those uh, strengths mean and how can I apply them in my life? How can I use them really? Because it's not enough to just um, take the assessment, thoughts that comes out of it, and then just get it. You, know, you need someone to explain it to you and to take you through the process of awareness. That's what assessments do. Assessments help you to gain better awareness of who you are, really your core, who you are inside. And when I took the DISC assessments, the DISC, it also, it kind of matched my strengths final assessments. Because when I read my reports and I read my DISC reports, they were similar in the language. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the language was, yeah. Similar, the meaning was the same. Yeah, but different, you know, different things for the same thing. Yeah, but they, it actually matched. And I've tried that with some clients of mine too. They've taken the DISC assessment and then they've taken the strength final assessment. Remember one person I worked with last year, he took the DISC assessment and he, I explained it. He didn't, he didn't understand the report. I explained it and he disagreed with a lot of things on the report. He said, no, I don't think this is me. Yes, maybe at home, it's a bit like me, but at work, it's different. You know how this can vary depending on the environment where you took the, the assessment. Mm -hmm. So I got him to take the strength, strength assessment. And when he took the Clifton strength assessment, and compared the results with his DISC assessment, he said, yes, yes, they matched. They matched. Clifton Strengths said almost the same things the DISC report said. So he was so happy to finally get that understanding and said, oh, I thought this, this thing that you thought you got me to do was fake, it was faulty, but now I can understand better who I am. I'm more aware of who I am right now. And it was so powerful. So I love taking assessments and helping people with assessments within it because it gives you clarity. It helps you with clarity. It helps you with greater awareness of who you are and why you do things the way you do. Because sometimes we, we do, we behave, we have a certain uh, pattern of behavior. We don't know why. But when we take this assessment and it's explained to us, we, we understand why we behave the way we do and why people, the people around us also behave the way they do. So we get to understand ourselves more and we get to understand those around us, especially our family, loved ones, we get to understand them more and we can relate better with them because we're relating with them from a place of understanding. 
Mm. We're not assuming, you're not just assuming that, oh, this is why um, Kate did this thing. No, you know that this is who Kate is. And this is why she, she, she does things this way. Weaknesses are really opportunities, you know, for, for personal growth, helping others. Then we are more understanding and we are more compassionate with others because we see our strengths in their way and our strengths become their opportunities. When we see our strengths as opportunities for someone else, then it helps us. That's what assessments really do. Yeah, it's, it's so powerful what you're saying. And, and I, I love the fact that it helps you to gain clarity on who you are. And there's one coach that I know uh, really well, and I love, um, I love the coaching assessments that he uses. And he also has a coaching workbook. Mm -hmm. His name is Christopher Cook. And he always says, who do you think you are? <laughs> who do you think you are? <laughs> and it's so true because, I mean, if you really sit down and I journal, you know, and say, well, who am I? You know, and so just like really going within and saying, God, who am I? And the assessments really helped me to kind of borrow that belief mm. in myself because I, you know, like you, I had these limiting beliefs about myself. I didn't really see myself in the light that others saw me in. And so I almost, I had to have that belief in me. And I love the fact that one of your number one strengths is responsibility. That reminds me of my business partner and whoever I keep by my side always has that gift of responsibility because that's my biggest weakness. It, because if you <laughs> ask my staff, they would say, we never give Tina anything because she loses it, anything important because she loses it, and which is so true. I don't have that gift of responsibility. And so I have to align myself with people that do because, you know, we always talk about in the John Maxwell team that, you know, one is too small a number to achieve greatness, that we have to surround ourselves with people that are like-minded, right. but also have different strengths. And so that's where mm -hmm. I think doing these assessments mm. is so important uh, to be able to really appreciate the strengths yeah. of our people and realize how much we need one another to be aligned as a company too. Right. And so when we think about being aligned, yes. we have to be able to communicate well with others. So I put down number two, again, get clarity. I put number three, know your strengths, but also know your weaknesses. And there was a really great podcast that I just sent to my leaders. And it was, mm -hmm. um, and I think it was, uh, it was something on the line, Patrick Lencioni says, um, where do I suck, right? So in other words, what are my weaknesses? Mm -hmm. And it's important to know those because, and it's also important to tell your team and your family members what they are, because people wanna know yeah. that you know what they are. So talk a little bit about that when you are coaching people, how important it is to know your weaknesses and how important it is to be transparent with your team to say, Hey guys, I want you to know responsibility is, you know, let's say if it's responsibility or listening, oh, these are two of my weaknesses. Um, my two things that I need to work on. And so I really need your help. I need you to hold me accountable to these things. So talk, talk to people right now of how, why that's so important, Kate. Yeah, knowing your weaknesses is so important. You know, most often when we have, we know, we all know we have weaknesses, but most of the times we want to hide them. 
it's not something we want to bring to the forefront because we think that they are debilitating, they are limiting, and you know, people will not accept us because of them. All those things we say to ourselves, they make us weak, our weaknesses make us vulnerable. And we don't want to be vulnerable. No, I mean, most people, it's that mostly people who are really aware, they're the ones who can be really vulnerable. So, um, most people don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to think of themselves as weak. Because that's what um, we think vulnerability is. It's, uh, we are weak. We're not good enough. And no one wants to think of themselves that way. Now, when we start looking at our weaknesses, really for what they are, and for me, our weaknesses are strengths that are, are misplaced strengths. Wow. When I did the strengths uh, program, my, my strengths um, certification, I got to understand weaknesses a lot more because I started seeing weaknesses through the eyes of my strengths. And I became more comfortable with the weaknesses, with my weaknesses. And I saw them more as opportunities, which they really are. So what we call weaknesses are really, maybe under your, you're not using your strengths properly. You have some, you're underusing your strengths, you're overusing your strengths, or you have some blind spots. No, you don't see, you don't, you have blind spots and you're not seeing your blind spots. So when we start looking at it from that perspective and you ask yourself when you feel that, okay, I'm not so good in this area. Now, the question is, is it that you're not so good in this area? Maybe you have, you actually have strengths in that area that you're not using. That's why you feel weak. Mm. Or you probably have strengths in the area and you're overusing the strengths. So when you're overusing those strengths, you get burnt out and you feel like, oh, I'm not really strong. This is not an area where I can really do well. Or it's actually a blind spot for you, right? A blind spot means that you cannot see any strengths in yourself in that area. So you need to start looking out for others who have strengths in that area to help you. Like you, Tina, you don't have strength. The responsibility is not a strength for you. But you have members, you have it. You have team members who are really good at it. You know, they, they take responsibility. They take ownership. Anything they are giving to, they are so committed to it. Integrity is a big part of them. Because that's people with responsibility, they are high on integrity. They want to get the work done no matter what. So you need people who have strengths in areas where you don't have strengths. Because areas where you don't have strengths are areas of weaknesses for you. And for me, I, I don't have strength in consistency. Yes, people say I am consistent. It looks like I'm really consistent. <laughs> <laughs> So when I say I don't have I don't have strength in consistency and they look at me and say, Are you sure? Are you sure you really don't have strength in consistency? Yes. When my spectrum of 34 strength consistency is at the bottom five. Now, this is okay. so good because we were talking about a strength overused becomes a weakness. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. weaknesses are just misplaced strengths. I love that you said that. Yeah. 
uh, see your weakness mm -hmm. as opportunities. Something you kind yeah. of said that I kind of drew from what you said is burnout actually comes from overusing our strengths. So because of that, we right. need to challenge our capacity. So talking about yeah. your weakness is consistency, mine is responsibility, let's say. And so challenge my capacity. Like it's just like it's, it's a hidden strength. I really am responsible mm -hmm. deep down inside. Yeah. I just have to use things to help me to draw that out, which is so true, Kate. I'm so glad you said that because there's a couple things that I did this past year. Um, I Well, I have four different assistants. I have to have a lot of people helping me in all my areas of weaknesses. But also coming up with fun ways. Like I love, I have this Asana app. I have these different apps that I use to be more responsible. I wrote a book called Be a Planner. And so I use that to help me to be responsible. I have to do things that are really fun for me to be able to say, okay, this will help me to be responsible. And then my emails, mm -hmm. I came up with a little bit better. I'm not, I'm still not as responsible as I want to be of putting them in um, a follow-up folder so that I consistently mm -hmm. follow up. Now I don't always, no. I have to put reminders in my phone to make that happen. So what have you done to help overcome that weakness, so to speak, of consistency to help you grow in that blind spot that you had? Right. So what I have done is I have set, set, uh, set up some metrics for myself to help me stay consistent. So I believe in small steps. I, I take small steps every day. So when I set up small steps, small goals for myself every day, I'm able to meet them and it encourages me to keep going. What I do, for example, my morning exercise, I, can, I don't exercise for more than 30 minutes a day, no. And when I started, I, I started with five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> five minutes of exercise a day, then I moved to 10 minutes. And then I move to 15 minutes and then I move to 30 minutes, but I can't go beyond 30 minutes. So I do small steps every day and I do small things every day. So I do things that really make you happy, fun. Yeah. You set small goals. Okay, like I, I read one chapter of the Bible of the Bible every day. That's my metrics. I pray for 15 minutes at a time. I don't, I don't like praying long for, for long periods of time. If I'm praying, okay, I, I don't want to stay 30 minutes, one hour, two hours praying. I, I'd rather break it down, have 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon, 15 minutes um, uh, evening, 15 minutes at night. So I just want to have that small space, having small, small actions, really, yeah. instead of big actions. So when I set up those small actions for myself, metric is I have to hug and kiss my kids every single day so small metrics what I do to stay consistent is small measurable um, actions every single day and I've written them down when I look at it this is what I'm supposed to do every single day I focus on that there are small actionable things I can do quickly and get it done with Yes, so that helps me to stay consistent. Yeah. I have because over time I realize that when I set big goals and try to achieve them at once. Yes, I I may achieve that goal one time. <laughs>
I'm not going to do it again. So. <laughs> so good. I love that because that kind of goes along with the step of challenging your capacity. How do you challenge your capacity is you've got to set small metrics or like you said, measurable actions every single day. And it's funny mm -hmm. because John Maxwell was just talking on a course that I just took recently. And he said that he's not incredibly disciplined. Everybody thinks that he's disciplined. He said, no, 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 <laughs> I'm not incredibly disciplined. I'm just incredibly full of anticipation. And so just mm -hmm. doing those small steps, those little things to help you get closer to your goal helps you to be more in line with your values. Because when you were saying that, you know, exercising and having a relationship with your mom and with your husband, it helps you be in aligned with those non-negotiables in your life, yes. just real small steps and, but putting mm -hmm. it in your calendar so that you don't forget. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so to, to never forget. And, I put down um, also uh, number four, I put down bet on yourself because you talked a lot about, you tried on different things. You tried on um, multi-level marketing. You tried on different things, which, and you know, you spent all of your family's money. Like you still bet on yourself to say, I'm just going to try it. You just kept saying yes and trying on different things until something clicks and what you're doing now, you're more aligned. Yeah. Like, talk to that person right now that's just like, I don't even know where to start. How do I, how do I even bet on myself? Start with you. Mm -hmm. If you don't know where to start, start with growing you. Start with developing yourself. Start with becoming, have it, like you said, be, start with clarity, being aligned. Just start with you. And once you are aligned and you see, that question where do I start where do I move from here that the answer is going to come forth for you because when you are truly aligned you know your purpose and you are aligned with your purpose you will know it's a knowing that comes with yeah. alignment with your purpose and that knowing it starts with a small knowing like maybe I could do this that maybe that you get, it's a good maybe. So you start with that maybe and start taking action. Mm. Yes, it may not be a good maybe, but it's enough at that point in time. So start with that small idea that comes to your mind after you have gotten clarity and you are aligned with who you are, with your purpose. So you see it's it will unfold with time that small idea can become so big because working in line with in alignment with your purpose you know who you are and you know who you are called to serve that's what alignment also gives you because alignment takes you from yourself to others when you've gotten your pieces right and you can see yourself clearly, then you're able to also see where you are called to serve in the world, where you can make a difference. So, and you start desiring to show the world who you are, what you do. And when you start small with that, maybe that first maybe you start with that. <laughs> Don't judge it. Don't, ah, no, this thing doesn't look like me. It doesn't sound like me, but... Start with it. Yeah. Wow, okay. That's it. 
I love what you said. You said, once you know who you are and who you're called to serve, you will be aligned, right? And I remember the day that I met the Paul Mitchell School World and the opportunity that they were presenting to us. And the reason why I knew yeah. that I was called to serve that demographic was the hair like stood on end. And I can still feel it today. Uh, this was way back in 2001. And I knew at that moment that, I was called to serve, and, and I remember years, a few years before that, my husband, I, he got me to leave dentistry, and he was like, hey, I'm going to buy a cosmetology school. I feel like this is going to be a ministry for you. Again, oh. maybe it won't be like you, but for me, the hair stand on end, and when I joined the John Maxwell team, and John Maxwell started you know, exploring of going to teach transformational classes, I want to talk about that because I know that you're uh -huh. a transformational roundtable trainer. And so you and I got yeah. to, I was in Guatemala with Mafan Ekpo. And then years later we went to Guatemala and uh, then we went to Costa Rica. And so, and I was there with you and now you're a roundtable trainer. Mm -hmm. I remember I came back and I said, you know yeah. what? I was born for such a time as this. Again, the hair, for some reason, hair stand on end for me. And I just knew, Kate, that, that I was born for those <laughs> moments. And you kind of know when you're born and you're aligned in your purpose. Yes. And you can't be silent mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you have to stand up in your purpose. One thing with transformation that I know, leadership transformation, it doesn't come, it's not, it doesn't happen quickly. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes um, resilience. It takes the dreams. It takes keeping that dream alive, that something, that this thing is going to happen. Yes, it may not be the right time, but it's going to happen. I had a, I had, um, I had a chat with Mike, Mike, Mike Pollen. You know Mike Pollen, right? Yes. Mike, yeah. So Mike told me something. Mike said that every country has its, has its time appointed by God for transformation. He said, it may not be the time for Nigeria. But you guys need to start. You need to continue taking small steps. Don't give up. Take small steps. Wherever you can, find, you can have, you know, transformational leadership, do the roundtables wherever you can, whenever you can, do the roundtables. Use the free resources that you have available to run roundtables to help people grow. Because the time for Nigeria will come. And when that time comes, you need to be ready. So... We're starting small. We're just uh, sowing the seeds and making and just watering it. And when the time for Nigeria comes, we will be ready. Yeah. Wow, that's so good. I, I extracted quite a bit from you here uh, on a business uh, sense of just be ready. And so uh, I put down as step number six. Uh, to be aligned is you got to be ready. And I know there's so many times that I've done speaking events or masterminds or different things that I do in my companies. I remember even in my salons, I just had one or two people working with us and it's okay. Like, don't give up your dream. Like, you know, when you're in alignment, like you just cannot give up your dream because the, the number seems so small. Yeah. Right. Because when opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. Right. So just be ready. Just keep working as if you have 100 mm -hmm. people in the room, as if you have 10,000 people in the room, because it'll come. It'll come just small steps. And I almost feel and I love that you said 
sow the seeds and just keep watering the seeds. And, and I love that because I feel as if you have to, like God's not going to give you something big until he can see that you can handle something little. And so I always tell yeah. people just bloom where you're planted right now. So how, how do you stay the course? Like talk to that business owner right now that's just really frustrated and, and just is like ready to throw in the towel and give up. And I, I believe that this COVID-19, this coronavirus has caused mm-hmm. a lot of people to rethink what their purpose is mm-hmm. and talk to them right now so that they know how, how they, how can they have clarity first that they're in their purpose and to not throw in the towel. Okay. So yeah, I, I would say my co said something, people over profit, you know, we are called to serve first. Yes. I know the big owner you're thinking I need to put food on my table all those limiting beliefs, those things, when you, when you start saying to yourself, not able, I cannot do this. No, this is, stop and see, is this, am I limiting myself here? Or is this something, is there, is there something to learn right here? Mm. I always reframe that conversation because that's a conversation I, I have in my head. So we need to learn how to reframe, how to say things differently swap the negative with the positives it's not the the question is not that i cannot the question is how can i so how can you how can you how can i do this the question is i don't know anyone the question is how can i meet someone There are several ways you can meet someone. You can meet people through other people. The question is, who do you know that knows someone? Who knows what you need to know and can teach you? So look at possibilities. Explore the possibilities always. And that's the word for this year, Tina. My word for this year is possibilities. Nice. So Wow. uh, yeah, and, and so so this and that's it because my word for the year is possibilities, and everything I do, I look at it through the lens of possibilities. So what is possible? Mm. What is possible? I love that. Yeah. And with God, yeah. all things are possible. So there's yeah. so many possibilities. I love the fact that you yeah. can uh, do, go on Facebook and say look for, looking for recommendations. You know how often yeah. are you using that? And it could be as simple as just putting it on Facebook, right? I mean, right. I got it. it's free. <laughs> it's free. Right. So I put down. Right. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to do it. Yes. I mean, it's it's it, the world has become afraid. borderless. Yes. So don't afraid. be shy. Yes. Just do it. You may be surprised that someone is going to answer and someone is going to, you know, come up with a solution for you. So wherever you can ask for help, and that's it, ask for help. For business owners struggling, don't struggle alone. Don't struggle on your own. Ask for help. Yes. You'll be surprised that help is available. Yes. I'll put that down as uh, number eight. You have to ask for help period, to be aligned, you have to have, <laughs> ask for help. And so I put as number seven, what you were talking about, 
it always has to be purpose before profit. If you keep putting profit before purpose, you'll never be aligned in your purpose. And mm -hmm. I know it sounds so hard because I get it. You know, you want to be able to continue to live the lifestyle that you have, but maybe you just need to carve off a few things, you know, a few spending mm -hmm. habits that you have to stay in your purpose. Because when you do, eventually the money will come. Trust oh us. You know, trust just Kate and I, all the way, Kate, all the way in Nigeria, <laughs> Nigeria I'm in the United States. I mean, that was yeah. so powerful, Kate, to stay in alignment. And so as we end out this podcast, first of all, thank you so much for being here for me to do this. And I know people are going to be so blessed by your message. It's going to shift and change mindsets. I truly believe that right now, Kate. What last piece of advice do you have for everybody to be in alignment with their purpose? Right. To be in alignment with your purpose, I think that's the best thing that can happen to you, to anyone. And you'll find yourself more fulfilled, more joyful, and less anxious, really less anxious, because your anxiety... I, I'm not saying not anxious, no, less anxious because we live in a time of uncertainty and sometimes hard to knock out the anxiety entirely. Yeah, but we can, it's possible. Right, so get aligned with your purpose and it's so easy. It's so easy because it's already inside of you. It's in you. You don't have to go looking for it in the externals. It's inside of you. So we, you need to go and do that deep work. Go inside of you and make sense of those, pieces, those fragments that are already there. And only you can put those pieces together. Even when you for a coach, the work, you, you still got to do the work by yourself to put your pieces together. And once those pieces and you see a fine blueprint, your purpose comes alive. Everything will be backed by your purpose. And this is a good place to live. When you are in that space where you know that this is who I am, this is my DNA, and this is who I am called to serve, you will be more joyful. Even when the clients come or the clients don't come, but you are sure that this is who but I can tell you something. Once you are aligned, you begin to attract people to you. Opportunities. You attract opportunities to yourself once you are aligned. So the, the very key, the first step is get alignment. And you will see the rest will fall into place. Wow. You attract opportunities when you're in alignment. I love that. Um, how can people get a hold of you to hire you to be a coach or be a part of your programs? What's the best way to contact you, Kate? Yeah, the best way to contact me is uh, through my email. They can send me an email and I respond. That's the fastest way to get to me. My social media handles, they can also, um, everything is the same. My Facebook at Kate. Onokomaya, LinkedIn at Kate Onokomaya, Instagram at Kate Onokomaya. Tina, keep it simple, easy. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. I love you, Kate. You have an incredible day. Thank I love you too, again. Tina. 
Thanks for listening. And don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.